it's Emma here and I'm jumping right on the back of having recorded the first podcast and I'm doing another one right away because I feel like if you jump straight back into it it's going to start to become a wee bit more natural and a wee bit less scary so I'm just going for it to try and build up some audio content for the launch of A Beautiful Plan which is my website abeautifulplan.net and really I just want to give you a bit of background on me, who I am, what I'm doing, talking about plans and planners and dreams and life goals and all that sort of stuff and mental health and um, personal development and stuff. I thought you would like to know a bit about me and my background so um, without further ado I'm going to basically just read what I've got on my website because that's the easiest way for me to get it out there and what I've been learning lately from the sort of business courses I've been doing and I use business like quote unquote because anything I follow is off the beaten track, not regular business advice, um, you know, just not the done thing. So I tend to follow people that do it differently because that just fits in with me. I am not a business person. I'm the most unlikely entrepreneur person you could meet. Um, This, you know, the business world quote unquote is my most unnatural habitat. Um, as I discovered from a business that I'd run before when I launched a publishing company and I found, you know, trying to squeeze myself into being a business person just wasn't right and following, again, quote-unquote rules that you had to follow in business just wasn't me. So thankfully I've managed to find some people who do it differently and are so in sync with what I feel about things and have confirmed to me the belief that you can actually just be and do whatever you want. You know, rules are there, you know, they might help certain people, but they don't help me and they don't help what it is I'm trying to do. So a lot of the time these sort of business, um, what would you call it, like step-by-step things or the order in which you have to do things or the manner in which you have to do things or, or whatever, they just stifle creativity. And for me, it has to be about creativity and personal development first and the businessy stuff second it's the only way I can operate so anyway here we go um, I'm going to read you what is on my website hopefully it won't sound a bit you know robotic or whatever but I'll jump in and give you extra stuff as well the blog all came about from having a desire I, I'm just a writer by nature I write everything I keep diaries I, I write stories I write um, articles and things and the blog came about um after a particularly bad bout of anxiety and having shared over the years actually with a number of people my experiences with anxiety and depression and having spoken to um, people that you just would not believe who have experienced mental health issues and I hate using that because I just feel it it really it's a buzzword at the moment people use it all the time but this has been part of my life for over 20 years Um, and being able to have someone open up to you and share an experience and knowing what that does for them to be able to share the idea of doing a blog about it and writing down my own experiences in the hope that it would help somebody is a very worthwhile thing for me to do and it it feeds my desire to write, it feeds my desire to help and it feeds my probably my oversharing capacity which is is definitely there and I'm trying to kind of rein it in a wee bit more but um, there's a fine balance between you know spilling your guts and and trying to seek some sort of attention from people 
and actually doing it from a place of intention and love and genuinely trying to help in some way um, you know this is my contribution basically to, to that this world um, anyway so I've had experience with anxiety and also depression caused by anxiety over the years I feel that I'm at a point in my life now where I can use that as fuel I can use it, it it's, it's actually my secret weapon it's a superpower it's something that I've experienced and anytime you experience anything negative anytime you experience something so raw where you have to deal with emotions that literally drop you to the bottom if you can somehow stand on top of that and build it up again build your life up again and do it in a way that that means you can thrive then you've got something that can be shared to help other people and I really really believe that um I don't even just believe it I've got evidence of it because anytime I would go to hit publish on something that I'd written um you know to do with my own experience with anxiety or whatever the voice that is always in my head this probably comes from when I was a kid and people told me I was a show-off right because I was on the stage and loved dancing and acting and singing and when I look back I think oh Jesus you're such a wee show-off and I had such hatred for myself looking back it was a very big word to say about yourself but it's true I had to work with that for such a long time and and really get to love that wee girl who who was just, you know, trying to find her place in the world, who was as annoying as hell, um, who loved a jazz hand and all the rest of it. But that was me and this is me. And it also took a long time to realise that you're not for everyone. That was something that crippled me for years. In my teens and my twenties, the notion that somebody would not like me and I don't mean that in a big-headed way because I don't, didn't particularly think I'd anything to offer friendship-wise or, or whatever to people that weren't in my closest circle more uh, a shame thing like where you go oh god what is it about me or what is it that's my fault that people find so grating or so annoying or so that they can't bear. What is that about me that I need to fix? There's obviously something wrong. And then, you know, through the 30s, becoming a mother, you know, all of that sort of stuff, you just you really begin to realise, and I so wish I'd realised it long, long ago because I wouldn't have been so stuck with things. But to realise that having the confidence to just be yourself and not try and fit yourself into things is one of the most important things that you can learn to do and some people just naturally have that for me I had to learn it and it took years now I can say wholeheartedly that I'm you know I've got a happy family life I've got the most incredible bunch of friends I've got family and friends who I love and you know they love me I, I don't need anything more in life than that I'm not out to impress anybody all I can be is myself and I know that the experiences I've had and sharing them and coming out the other side of it can possibly help other people. And just to do a Billy Conley and go back to where I started, um, I know that I have evidence of it helping because any time I would go to hit publish, the thought that would run through my head would be people are just going to think you're oversharing, people are just going to think you're showing off, people are just going to think that you're seeking attention, people are just going to think, God, what, what is, you know, who cares? Like, go away, like, everybody's got these issues or just go away, just go away. And the reason for pressing publish on these things isn't to try to appeal to the masses. That is the number one thing. I'm, I'm not about appealing to the masses. 
I've got my wee masses, I've got my wee crowd, I've got my friends, I've got, I'm not interested in appealing to the masses. I'm interested in appealing to the one person who happens to stumble upon it, who then doesn't feel quite so bad, or who feels heard, or who feels, I've been through that, oh my gosh, she's just explained how I feel. And this has happened, back to the evidence, this has happened every single time I've published something like that. I'll get something dropped through my inbox. Um, one in particular was to do with somebody whose child was literally at the end of the line and didn't know what to do and felt so odd and felt so disconnected from life and from their family and things were really really taking a bad turn and it was one that I wasn't going to publish because I felt it was just too personal and they said it couldn't have come at a better time she was literally sitting on her bed with her child at that point and it was something that she could turn and say listen read this and the, the child or the teen turned to her and said she's just explained exactly how I feel but I couldn't tell, I couldn't put it into words. Now, that makes me really emotional because to me that has got so much power about it and if that can help someone in that level even just have a conversation with someone because of it, then that's, you know, that's what it's all about for me really. Um, anyway, moving on, I'll just tell you a quick background about, um, my computer's just gone blank here, hold on a second. Okay. So, my name's Emma. I'm a mum of two boys. Um, I'm a teacher, although I started off when I left school. I wanted to be a journalist because I've written my whole life, so I thought the, the best way to be a writer as a job is to be a journalist. That just made sense to me. What I really wanted to do was write books, but I knew you couldn't just get a job writing books. So, I went off to study journalism, which was an adventure for a year. And I had, you know, various, learned various skills, um, have a few good stories to tell, met some lovely people, but ultimately that just wasn't for me. Um, it was too newsy, it's not really what I, what I wanted to do at all. I really wanted to write for magazines, I wanted to write feature articles, I wanted to interview interesting people, I wanted to travel the world, all that sort of dream stuff, that's what I was in it for. Um, but that wasn't taught even though it was a really good course and it had amazing people on it. So I decided to do something totally general and went to uni to study social science and psychology, which again, great experience, so glad I did it. And I was fortunate enough to spend my third year of my degree in Canada, which was basically life-changing and probably the biggest pivotal moment and, you know, looking back in my life really. So, um, you know, that obviously took a bit of confidence and I hadn't been particularly confident in a lot of areas at that point. So that sort of gave me the confidence to do, to say, do you know, you actually can do anything you want or, you know, you can decide you're going to go to Canada or you can decide you're going to do something else or you can make a plan and you can save money and you can make it happen. That made me realise that if you focused on a dream, you could really work towards it. Um, you know, I lived in Edinburgh after that for three years, then I lived in Glasgow and did you know a variety of jobs in between times so basically when I came back from Canada I trained as a TEFL teacher so I could teach English as a foreign language at a summer school um, as I did that for a couple of years and did a variety of jobs before going for my big dream which was working for a magazine publisher 
and at the time I was offered a job with DC Thompson and Dundee which would have given me my magazine journalist start that I'd always dreamed of but at the same time I was offered a job with a medical publishing job a medical publishing company in Edinburgh and it was more money it also was training me in the whole aspect of putting a magazine together from production, sales, distribution, everything. You got a little insight into all with a view of becoming a, an editorial manager and being in charge of everything to do with a, a small medical publication. So that had its own appeal and I went for that to learn the process of it all. In the middle of all of this, I developed, I'd always had a bit of anxiety from, even as a child, looking back, I feel I had anxiety. Um, I can pinpoint various things that, that happened or, or just ways that I would feel about things. But what happened in Edinburgh was, you know, lived in five different flats, was having the time of my life, but simultaneously having the worst bouts of anxiety and panic. And I kept it very hidden, but eventually started to really impact on my work. And one story that I sometimes tell about that was, I had everything I wanted in this job at this particular point in my life and I was being sent to San Diego to stay in a six-star hotel, which was unbelievable, uh, with a couple of colleagues. I made to go to San Diego for a week to represent the, the magazine, and the panic attacks were so bad that I remember, um, oh, sorry, just a wee message there. The panic attacks were so bad that I remember um, phoning my mum from the toilet of the place that I was working in San Diego in absolute tears. Even the night before I went, I remember my mum and my sister and I in my mum's room packing my suitcase and I was, I couldn't cope. Um, just couldn't, couldn't deal with the magnitude of what was about to happen, that I was being sent off in this dream trip. And it was almost as though, well, this is what you've always wanted. Why can't you, you know, what's wrong with you? Anyway, couldn't cope with that at all. The anxiety was just too bad. I couldn't explain it. It wasn't panic attacks and anxiety weren't necessarily words that were bandied around. Also, you had this horrible, horrible feeling that if you if you spoke the truth about this sort of stuff, that people would put you in a category or a box or, you know, it was very scary to share with your parents or with your family because and you certainly wouldn't necessarily share it with your friends at that point, um, in case they just felt that you were nuts. That was my, my big fear was, you know, I knew I could feel nuts at certain times, but most of the time I didn't. So, but when the, the time when I did feel nuts, I felt it spiral so far out of control that I was scared. And that was the part that I needed to help with. And blah, 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 life went on. Decided to retrain to be a teacher. Um, I come from a long line of teachers and a lot of my family are teachers, so this was a natural thing. I'd always been interested in teaching. always thought I would make a good teacher, which I, I really, I felt like I did. And I, and I really enjoyed becoming part of a, a profession and being part of a school community. That was something that I really, really enjoyed. Loved working with the children. Um, but there was just, there was something more or there was something pulling at me. Um, when my, my first little boy was born, I decided with my maternity leave and, you know, I couldn't just be one of those mums. I wish I could be one of those 
mums who just went on maternity leave for however long and just enjoyed the team cake lifestyle. Um, I enjoyed the team cake lifestyle, but I just needed something else. I needed something that when my, my wee baby was asleep or whenever I had a bit of time, that I had something to stimulate my brain creatively. I needed that. So I started a magazine and um, absolutely loved it and it took off. It, it, you know, lots of people knew about it, but you know, considering it was my first proper big business that I had done, it spiralled out of control pretty quickly because I didn't really have my hands on the reins. I learned so, so, so much. And I'm, I always say that, how, you know, mistakes in business or lessons that you learn are just as important or just as important a part on the road to whatever it is that you're doing as the successes are because I totally believe that no time's ever wasted. What I've What I learned from that three or four year experience of running a magazine I could I could write down and, and put in a book probably or, or something but it's it's positioned me in a way that whatever I do now going forward there has to be so many maybe five or six or seven different deal breakers and how I go forward so I can't run a business unless this 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 and this and it's all to do with balance it's all to do with, um, you know, I remember running the magazine, having this Wonder Woman feeling about me where there is nothing that I can't handle, there is nothing that I can't take on. Sure, pilot this way, I'll deal with it. You know, I can I can do that. Yeah, saying yes to everything, being offered stuff and saying just yes to it. Committing myself where I really had no time left. And whilst I, you know, I, I would do that several times, times a week where you know my kids would go to nursery and and stuff so I could work which was fine and valid because you're allowed to be a, a working mum that's okay but so that I could spend time with my with my kids you know when they weren't sleeping or when I had them it meant that whenever they did go to bed at night I would stay up really late to work on my passion which was the magazine and eventually the wheels fell off and it just became so overwhelming and so unmanageable and just led me into not a very good state to be totally honest um, even though it was something so fantastic and positive and I loved it there was so much about it that I loved but it just couldn't happen anymore so that had to be put on the back burner until I sorted myself out and sorted out a way that I could work and move forward being my own boss, running my own business in a way that worked for me while I could still put my family first but also be a hard working mum chasing their dreams and trying to make it happen so and I'm still working on it as well I'm still I'm still in that space where I get to do the things that I want to do but I'm still learning as I go so the thing on my website or the, the sort of about part of my website that's going to be changing soon because I'm not going to have it to be quite as wordy but basically it talks about the anxiety that I had and the mental health sort of struggles and it really just puts the be a beautiful plan into um, perspective as to what I want it to be or what I want it to become. So after years of chronic anxiety, several of those with panic attacks, I managed to find my way out of it. It was a really long journey. In the beginning, for me anyway, anxiety didn't have a name. So I spent years as a teen and in my 20s thinking there was something really wrong with me. I often felt isolated and alone and just a bit weird. This was despite having an outgoing personality, a supportive and encouraging family, 
strong friendships, fantastic jobs and a great social life. As I got older, I discovered the world of personal development and managed to find the right tools to push the reset button, ending the thought processes that used to spiral out of control and pull me under. I began to shift my mind, started to practice gratitude, looked for the good bits wherever I could and I slowly worked my way out of it. I know not everyone experiences mental health issues in the same way and to the same degree, but I also know that there's many people out there with similar experiences to mine. Maybe you feel stuck or overwhelmed, crippled with self-doubt or anxiety, lacking in confidence, energy or self-belief. If a beautiful plan can help somebody in a similar situation to the situations I found myself in, maybe making them feel not quite so alone, maybe making them feel heard, maybe encouraging them to talk to somebody or to begin to take a step in the right direction for themselves, then it'll definitely have been worth it. One of the things that I didn't have when I needed it the most was a plan or a routine. I thought plans were boring and I was too slapdash and spur of the moment to ever need a plan. I used to think that was just part of my own quirky, fun personality. Like, I flew by the seat of my pants in almost everything that I did, apart from teaching. I was always planned with teaching, but basically everything else, everything else was just like, yeah, whatever. There, there wasn't a lot of thought given to time or scheduling or routines or habits or anything like that. What I know now is that when I do have a plan, even if it's a loose one, my house is organised and I've got a bit of a schedule for the day and the week ahead, I just feel so much better, both emotionally and mentally. The clarity that I get from that is unreal. It just it seems to give me loads of energy, it, it makes me feel really, really good and it makes me feel like I'm getting somewhere. You know, Tony Robbins has got a, a quote that he uses quite a lot, which is progress equals happiness. And that really, really resonates with me. You know, when you feel that you're doing something, when you're getting up and you're going about your business, you've got a plan, you've got something on the go, you're working towards something, a little bit of progress at the time. That could be to do with your housework, by the way, or it could be to do with writing a story, or it could be to do with having a plan in business or a lesson plan at school or anything like that. I'm a big believer in progress equals happiness. It just makes so much sense to me. And I try to live by it. And this kind of thinking can get you out of analysis paralysis and feelings of being stuck. It can help you take the next small logical step in whatever you're doing. And woo, there you are, making progress and feeling good. And that can't be underestimated because that just underpins everything about feeling good in your life. You just want to be able to be have that feeling of being alive. I know that maybe sounds a bit silly, but just, you know, you can feel the blood pulsing through your veins and you've got something to be excited about. So that's the roundup really of my background in terms of my own mental health experiences and how I've been able to maneuver my way out of them. And it's taken a long time but I've done that without any support apart from, you know, the personal development books and resources that I've used along the way and having understandings and just, you know, getting to know myself a bit more, actually. Um, so the blog and the website will go into more depth about particular resources that I've used that have helped, um, various things, but having planners and, and plans in place has really really helped me a lot so that's what a lot of my website's going to be about too 
um, and being able to help people with digital resources that I make, that I've used myself, that I'm sure can help other people. And the other part of it is the First Friday Philosophy Club, which if you are, if any of this is resonating with you and you feel that you would quite like to be part of a big chat about this sort of stuff and just really trying to, you know, lead by your own intuition and have more of a calm life and just to tap into your own energy and things like that, then the First Friday Philosophy Club is going to be starting soon where we're getting a group of women together. It's all going to be online. Um, Don't worry, you don't have to do anything if you don't want to. It's just going to be a loose chat all about some books that we've read, some things. You can also just join up to listen then. You don't have to contribute in any way. You can just be a a bystander. Um, But yeah, we're going to talk about different personal development books that have been helpful. Um, Anything that you know that can help you live a really good life and get out of the unbalanced feeling or overwhelmed feeling that so many of us have in our life, whether we're teachers, entrepreneurs, mums, just generally women leading busy lives where we're pulled in all directions with commitments and we just want to breathe and take a little bit of time for ourselves and really just push the reset button, which is what this is really all about. And we can dive deeper into that as we go on. So that's a bit of background. Sorry it took 25 minutes, but you know, just wanted you to know what what it was all about. And hopefully our recordings are going to be much shorter going forward. So head over to abeautifulplan.net where you'll find a wee bit more information and hopefully we'll be chatting soon and I'll be seeing your face, you'll be seeing mine and we'll be able to really get into this kind of stuff and start making some changes, some small changes that are going to get us there, get us to the place that we want to be and just breathe out and start living a life that we really truly love and feel comfortable in. See ya!